Welcome to the 110th episode of The Week with Roger, a conversation between analysts about all things telecom, media, and technology from Recount Analytics. I'm Don Kellogg, and with me as always is Roger Entner. How are you doing, Roger? I'm okay. I'm recovering. You're recovering. So, Roger, it's it's earnings season, uh, and last week we heard from both AT&T and Verizon, and I thought their results were pretty divergent. Who do you want to start with? Well, let's start with the good news, right? Sure. That would be AT&T. Tell right? us a little bit about AT&T. AT&T delivered solid, more than solid, really good results. They added 700,000 phone net ads. Their churn only went up by like 0.1%, mm-hmm. which is exactly what pre- we predicted when they raised prices one like a couple of months ago. Um pretty proud of myself. It's always nice when predictions come through, especially those about the future. And profitability up, and they're delivering on their plan. You know, it's a shame that 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 Wall Street traditionally hasn't listened, but they went nicely up the day when uh when when ATT delivered. So I'm I'm very very positive about them. They they might actually, you know, lead again in in postpaid phone growth. Well they said as much, right? On their on the call, they said they think that they're gonna be best in the industry. So we haven't heard from T Mobile yet. I know last couple quarters they've been neck and neck and and ATT has slightly edged them out a number of times. Yes. I think it's gonna be tight. I don't know who will win. So and then we have our friends at Verizon, and that one was, I think, the, the, the story of the several quarters uh, repeated itself, that the consumer group was suffering and uh, was losing postpaid phone customers again. Yeah, so they lost 189,000 yeah. postpaid phone, which would be the third... In a row. Negative quarter in a row, which has never happened since they split out business and consumer, right? So that's yeah, a and I deal. don't think it ever happened in the history of the company, even before they didn't split it out, right? This is like unprecedented territory. But, you know, Sampath came to the rescue again and delivered 197 net ads. And so they eked out an even smaller but still total subscriber net ad figure. So 8,000 8, subscribers 8, Sorry. gained. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next next time it will be 5,000. Who knows? No, they were very adamant that next that this is not this is the last time they they will lose subscribers this year. So that would give us a hopefully a strong fourth quarter for them. If not, all bets are off, right? Well, in, in terms in terms of their distribution of net ads, fourth quarter is always their strongest quarter. So, yeah, I, I would ex- expect things to step up, but it's not not a great year so far. No, it's not a great year. If you're watching the trailer for The Crown, it's like the Annus Horribilis, right? <laughs> the churn went up by like 0.2 percent, of which you know we we kind of predicted 0.1 would be from that price increase. And so that went up, right? 
Well, we, we heard from both Hans and from Minot prior to the quarterly release that they were seeing what they called churn bubble in Q3. So it wasn't surprising to see the, the churn numbers no. go up because they, they foreshadowed it quite a bit. But it's still a very high churn number for Verizon. Yeah, at least. typically Verizon has industry-leading low postpaid phone churn. Now they will have industry-leading high postpaid phone churn, right? So it's not it's not all bad. They they did um, bring in three hundred forty-two thousand fixed wireless net ads, so they're growing that part, portion of the business. Yeah, and they'll get blown out of the water by T-Mobile. Well, that's what we think is going to happen, right? And then then their phone upgrade rate went from went up to went to four point seven. So that's not terrible either but they clear, clearly have some issues well it's an iphone quarter for god's sake you know well the last last couple weeks of the quarter right yeah but it still still amps it up their their phone subsidy number went up and you know they said that their the gross ads were now increasing four months in a row so they need a lot more they're Gross ads, when I look at it, are like at least two percent low. That that doesn't that sounds not a lot, but that's like miles in 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 SOGA performance. Well, I mean, at the at the end of the day, I think it comes down to a pricing issue, right? So when yeah. you look at you know, we, we maintain a, a a tracker for all the the wireless plans that are in market, and the benchmark we use is Verizon, right? <laughs> because Verizon is Usually, it almost, with the exception of a couple providers that don't offer discounts for multi lines, Verizon is usually the highest price point. And so, the way we kind of benchmark these plans is, you know, how how much cheaper is this plan than than Verizon within a given category or for a given plan type? And when you're going out and you're shopping around, and and one provider is consistently the most expensive, and you're also hearing things like, you know network speed tests and things, not necessarily backing up the idea that this is the fastest network. It's it's a hard pill to swallow. Our numbers still show that for the network metrics, like coverage and drop calls, Verizon is still perceived to be the best. It's just like apparently consumers don't care about it. All they care about is speed. And there, T-Mobile is, is leading. And including our numbers. But I, I wanted to point something out on, on terms of pricing and promotions. This, which I haven't seen in the press, nobody picked up on it. Uh, our friends in the financial industry didn't pick up on it either. When you look at the promotional environment, they all went to market with the same iPhone promotion. But... Verizon through the kitchen sink in terms of content bundles at this. You know, not only Disney, but Paramount and Netflix, and then Apple One, right? Mm-hmm. T-Mobile ratch, uh, increased the promotional pressure with not only their traditional Netflix, but now also with Paramount. And what did AT&T do? Nothing. And when you look at it, which highlights, and, and apparently it didn't hurt AT&T's net ad numbers this quarter. It just highlights, you know, and we, we like go on and on and on here about how 
content bundling is like the eighth out of the nine most most important purchase decision factors on the must-haves. Just highlights that again, right? The guys who have no content promotion at 700,000 phone net ads. Let's see if they win without, without any content promotion. That would be such a repudiation of that of the mistake they made themselves, right? Initially, when they bought... Well, and then they had to sell off at a loss, right? Or not at a loss, but yeah, like... They, they came to G, they, they came to Jesus moment, they realized it, and they went all the way to no content. And AT&T doesn't hurt them. They, this should give Verizon and, and T-Mobile think if they actually need the, the content promotion, right? Well, I think... One of the things that we've seen over and over again is that wanting to have a bundle with content is predicated on age, right? And yeah. younger folks are much more interested in bundling on the on the internet side. So I'm, I'm switching over a little bit, but on the internet side, we've done research that shows that you know younger folks are much more amenable to content bundles with their internet and also with their phone. On the old, you know, older consumers just want the naked the naked plan. And Verizon has historically been one of the older wireless providers in terms of demographics of their user base. So I think part of what they're trying to do with content is kind of shift that younger a little bit, make their plans more appealing to younger folks. They also happen to be the most expensive at most price points, though. So you've got kind of a, a chicken or the egg problem where it's like, yes, people want to bundle, but you know, versus some of the other plans that they're looking for at other providers. You know that the cost of that bundle may may be lower than the the increased price you pay. They price themselves out of the target segment that they want to go after, right? For Verizon service, yeah, exactly, exactly. So you know, I, I think it's I think it's tough to just say in general, and I know this is how you feel. I don't, I'm not sure I feel exactly this way. I think it's it's tough to say content bundles don't work in total, but certainly at a macro level. They're not, they're not pulling in the net ads and the gross ads they need to be pulling in. And we'll see what they do when they come out with Plus Play. If they're going to chuck the whole free bundling uh, overboard and, and, and see what swims there, right? Right. Yeah, I mean, I'm not sure. I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they, how they work it out, right? Because I've never felt like canceling or adding content to you know, either my mobile plan or my home internet plan is or even a la carte has been that much of a pain point but you know we'll see we'll see what happens and and then i was last week in seattle at the t-mobile for business analyst event this was the first time t-mobile did it and i came away highly impressed an extremely well-run event the speakers who were there and the investment that they made was exemplary. Callie Field, Alan Sampson, who runs marketing, George Fisher, who runs business sales for them, uh, Mishka Deegan, who runs product, John Saw, who's their advanced and emerging technology EVP, Ulf Ewaldson, who runs the network, were there the entire time, always available, extremely gracious and forward-coming. They were there for dinner. I'm hard-pressed on how to do a better event than that. They 
showed an impressive breadth in terms of, of products they're going to market and channels they're going to market almost at the point where you say, can they focus on all of that? But it was a, a very impressive event. And considering how low their market share is, the only way is up for them, right? Right. But they, it's very clear that they're not taking growth for granted, but they put really a lot of work behind it, a lot of insights, and you know, have, a, have a fired up team there. That seems to be top notch. So I listen to it. I, I share your thoughts at a lot of dimensions. I'm the one thing, the guy, right? It's like I was impressed. Yeah, yeah, no, I was impressed too. One of the questions that came up, and I, I get the sense, I got the sense, and you should, you know, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seemed like the folks who were attending in person also were very impressed yeah. in general. One of the questions that came up during the, the kind of general Q&A, though, is this is all really fantastic. When, when are we going to see numbers associated with this? And so, you know, I, I, I think we will see numbers from them soon. I hope so. But, you know, they, they clearly have a lot of boats in the water, right? That, I don't think so. Yeah, well, then, you know, talk is cheap, right? I mean... Yeah, but I think we will see a lot of customer testimony, all of that. They only have to break it out when it becomes quote-unquote, meaningful, right? Yeah, but they're trying to get to 20% share by 2025, right, as their benchmark. And they, that, they to me, doing. means by 2025, they will show us numbers. Yeah. I mean, they keep on saying they're on track, and I agree it was all very impressive. I, I would just love to – and like I said, there's a question from the audience and they're along the same lines, like – this is all very impressive. When do we get to see the results? Yeah, I would say for, for for the time being, they will try to get away with, you know, not saying anything and giving folks like us an opportunity to earn a living by creating like what we did in mobile and in consumer, now in, in business and SMB and pull that the tarp a little bit off and see how they're how they're performing i think we're, we're i'm extremely happy with what we do in mobile consumer i'm uh, i'm looking forward to what we're doing in business next year right mm-hmm. so should be fun keep it all secret and we'll we'll do our best to to reveal them you know it's the most disappointing thing is when they finally publish it and then you're like, oh yeah, we knew that, but we'll get we'll get to it, right? Yep. All right. I think that's all we have time for this week. Thanks, Roger. Thank you.